0: You know, it was little by little. It wasn't like I just suddenly woke up one day and I wasn't frustrated and oh. I was suddenly close to the Lord. It was so little but I think because I've spent some time praying and thinking about this the last few weeks and going through my Bible that I had at that time and my notes and I was just,
1: I think I was just really getting to know the heart of Jesus. Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes, when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me, and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we, as women, would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today in the podcast, we have Leanne Randall. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family, your stage in life, anything you think we might like to know. Okay.
0: Um... So, Leanne Randall is Uh my name, and um, I'm married to Barrett. He's from Ames, and I moved here in 2000. Okay. We have three kids who are no longer little kids for the most part. They have uh, 14, a son who's 14, a daughter 11, and another son who's 7. And um, our stage in life, um, yeah, it was like I was telling you. We're kind of at a pivotal point where, um, I've started working again a little bit. My kids are in a different
1: school and, and everybody's in school full time. Yes. Everybody's mm-hmm. in
0: school full time. Yep. Um, so, and they're all in one district, but they're all in different schools, different oh, schedules, hard. <laughs> learning. Yes. Yeah. All new names and faces for right. mom and kids. And so, yeah, we're kind of at a pivotal point with that. And then, um, me getting back into the workplace has yeah. been a challenge. That it's is the transition. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful place to work. So um, I'm very grateful God put that in my lap. Yeah. Um, but I'm having to kind of figure out when to do groceries and laundry right. and right. all of that kind of stuff. So because I used to do it, um, Monday was my really productive day and now I'm uh, out of the house then. so Wow.
1: Yeah. It does take adjustments. Yeah. It's, it's not adjustments. Yeah.
0: It's not instant. I've been in it five months, and I'm starting to figure out, you know, (coughs) Walmart grocery pickup has been really helpful. (laughs) Yeah, that is helpful to a lot of people. So, yeah. So, I spent a lot of time in the car, and um, I've just really started feeling like God wants me to use that time to pray and just pray out loud to Him. So, it feels useful now. Right. But that's my stage. Kind of a... Stay in the car, Mom. (laughs) Wow.
1: Yeah, I think many of us can relate to that. Yeah. Lately, I've been trying to do some podcasts focusing on parenting. So I wanted to talk to you about how you gained freedom in Christ as it relates to parenting. Yeah. So I know that you at one time struggled with anger after your first son, Elliot, was born. And tell us a little bit about that time and how that came about. And did you think you were an angry person before Elliot was born?
0: No. um, Okay. That was kind of a surprise. I felt like I was, um, I kind of go back and forth between being driven and goal-oriented and project-oriented and then being kind of, I don't know if that I'd be super relational, a little relational and kind of, you know, free spirit. I I don't like to have a super strict routine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't super maternal. I didn't have a ton of I I babysat kids who were bigger and um, played with kids and during the summer camps and stuff. It was always kids who could already run around and throw a ball and stuff. Not babies. Right? Not babies. So Elliot came along and we loved him more than anything we had ever known. Um but, um, you know, he just didn't follow the books that I had read. Ah. <laughs> I had read parenting books and thought, you know, I'll just apply this yeah. and this child will totally Turn do out this. Wonderfully. Yes. Uh-huh. And I will not make mistakes and he will fall in line. And it didn't work that way. Huh. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so immediately I started to feel kind of like I would failed. Huh. Um, I couldn't nurse. It was oh. everything and anything I tried, um, did not work. And, um, so it was, he wasn't sleeping. He wasn't getting food. I couldn't produce. And you weren't I mean, sleeping. I, I wasn't sleeping. Um, so it was really, a, a real stressful time. My husband says now that Elliot and I, he's 14, um, that we're forever bonded because we kind of went through the fire together. He oh was like, he didn't know how to be a baby. I didn't know how to be a mom. <laughs> But, um, in mm-hmm. that my pride came in and I started to get really frustrated and because it was just the two of us most of the time, yeah. uh, cause my husband Barrett was working full time, um, still is working full time. And so he would be gone all day and I gone. wasn't plugged in with a church uh, at that point. Okay. I mean, we went to church, but we weren't, it wasn't a an yeah. community right. and, um, our friends hadn't had children yet and they were huh. kind of scattered around after college yeah. and our, our family, uh, siblings hadn't had, he was the first grandchild on both sides. So (laughs) yeah, it was kind of a lack of community, um, for various reasons. And I know that God used that lack of community to really, um, teach us so much. Um, but yeah, it was really hard and I got frustrated and, he wouldn't do what I thought the book said he should do, and yeah. Barrett would get frustrated because he'd just say, "Throw away the books and just trust your instinct." And I didn't know what my instinct was. Oh. I just did, I just kept looking for answers yeah. in those Christian parenting books. You know, right. they're good ideas, right. but um, anyway. So I got I did I got frustrated, and I I never hit him or you yeah. know yelled or anything abusive, but it was just like this constant like Argh! and you weren't you know? delighting. I was not delighting. Yeah. I was very, why aren't these things falling Working. into place? Yes. Why can't I get this right? Huh. Because, you know, in school it was like, well, I could just study harder, try more index cards, stay yep. up later. Right. You know, and Memorize. get the better grade. Memorize. Yeah. And um, lo and behold, my sweet baby was not doing that. So um, he'd eventually fall asleep. It took about six months for him to get into, a, oh, wow. like, actually sleeping. It was a long time. <laughs> it was a long time. Wow. And uh, so then he would sleep, and it was just, um, he started to feel better, and I put him on formula. Okay. And so then he was actually not losing weight, and, and he I wasn't was probably wasn't feeling in, full. He was feeling full. He was, you know, I was not in excruciating pain all the time. Oh, I mean, it was man. like. We kind of started to figure it out a little bit and so much grace from God. And Barrett just kind of was like (laughs) trying to hang on for dear life and Uh be encouraging and loving. And he was so quick to say, Yes, if you have to do formula, it does not mean you are well, a failure. No. Oh, it's so good for these it's, women to hear. Yes. It's so good There's for so these women to hear. There's so many things that we believe, these lies, that if we don't do X, Y, Z, we're a bad mom. And then we and don't it's not look I'm like bad. we're supposed to. Yes, right. exactly.
1: So tell me, then you yeah. met a friend, or soon-to-be yes. friend, at the Sears yes. Portrait Studio. We used to do, people yes. used to do the Sears Portrait Sears Studio. Portrait because that's studio. How you got. Yeah. That's how you got pictures of your kids. Everybody right. I knew did the Sears Portrait Studio. And so <laughs> yeah. tell me about that friend and what she started teaching you about and yeah. faith, and how did that come about? Like, were you going to meet her there, or is that just happened No, a happen-
0: It was like, I, I showed up to get my son's picture made, and here's Jen DeBoost, who um, okay. uh, I still love to, very much, uh-huh. and um, she was there to get her son's picture made, and I think I was just so desperate, and I was so hungry for did community. she notice? How did she, she just approach you? I think that's kind of who Jen is. She sees okay. a gal by herself, and she just draws her in. Ah, so she said, "Maybe hey, do you want to be in a mom's group? I didn't know her from Adam. Oh, wow. We hadn't even exchanged names. Weird? It was so weird. It was such a God thing, and so... Okay. He, or she said, do you want to be in a mom's group? And I said, yes. Please. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. Right. And so then she, uh, we got together after the pictures We once a week. And it was these gals, just a random group of gals who met at the mall. And Jen was active in Cornerstone and just recruiting people left and right. Just. huh because she loved Jesus and wanted them to right. be able to experience their right. church and how how well Cornerstone teaches people to love Jesus and so
1: so maybe sometimes we should trust our intuition when we see a young mom yes. to not be so shy yes. and just say hey
0: do you want to do something? (laughs) Because they might be struggling like you are. They might be. Yes. And feeling alone. And, um, yeah. And one of the things I remember, Jen was like, gosh, I can't feed my son either. Her son had had similar things. He'd been hospitalized for not gaining weight. And so here's this woman who loved her husband. She loved her son. She loved Jesus and she couldn't nurse and she wasn't feeling like a failure. Wow. And so it was huge. To just have, yeah, you know, she just kind of extended this community, yeah. and so then there are these other moms who are really gracious, and right. um, we all had babies, and so, you know, oh. they basically didn't play. They just kind of looked at right. each other and ate snacks while we talked.
1: What did you, <laughs> did you do this at a church, or where did you we do We started moms? in the
0: mall, and okay. then sometimes we'd meet um, They had a play the, place
1: there? I can't remember. No, they
0: had a little Bergie's kiosk. Oh, yeah. And so there were some chairs set up near Okay, it. It was yes. the North Green Mall. And yes. so then, when it was nice weather, we'd go to the park. yeah. And then I started going to Cornerstone and met more moms there. And um, Yeah. So, Jen and I stayed in touch all the time for many years and then kind of did, we've kind of, you know, did different jobs or different schooling. So, we don't see each other as much anymore, Mm -hmm. but
1: it was a really sweet time. I love that. Yeah. So, you said you started to gain freedom in Christ during this time of your life. So, tell me how you went from having, like, your me-focused faith. Yeah to your Christ-focused faith that you have yeah. now, and how did that, like, how did that look day to day?
0: Sure. So um, prior to having Elliot, I, I would definitely say I love Jesus and, and I right. wanted to follow him, but it was very much kind of, there again, like project task oriented, mm-hmm. like, okay, read my Bible check, oh, you know, that kind okay. of thing. Doing. Doing things, like, okay, we go to church, but, you know, it wasn't it my heart wasn't really engaged, okay. I think. And so then... Um, Started going to Cornerstone, and I think it was probably Pastor Tom saying this. You can read a psalm of the day and a proverb of the day. And so Abigail, my daughter, was born when Elliot was three. And, you know, it was little by little. It wasn't like I just suddenly woke up one day and I wasn't frustrated and I was suddenly close to the Lord. It was so little. But I think, because I've spent some time praying and thinking about this the last few weeks, and going through my Bible that I had at that time and my notes, and I was just... I think I was just really getting to know the heart of Jesus oh. because I just read the psalm and the proverb of the day. That's what my you know routine. routine was. And it wasn't me looking for answers so much anymore. I was just like so hungry for who... God is and it became very real to me because as a parent loving this child and losing my patience and God never loses his patience God's always faithful he's always you know new mercies every morning and so then just going through I mean a psalm of the proverb every day there it was just I think the focus became less on myself I was just I was reading about God and his character and Huh. His love for us, and um, and then it was like that's a great way to read the Bible come. to get to know right. God. It's his story. <laughs> yeah, we do it
1: so we can kind of either be emotionally filled, or we do right. it like for application. But to get yeah. to know God, that's the real reason.
0: It's. I think it was so transformative. Looking back at the, at all of my, I just wrote out prayer requests and just notes in my Bible, and I think that was what was so transformative for me. Is I didn't set out to become a different mom. Oh. I just really sat down and talked to God every day and and tried to... Tried to get to know Him. Get to know Him, yes. That's so fantastic. And I think that's when a lot of the delight came. You know, I just started, I mean, somewhere in there between when Elliot was born and when, you know, Abigail was maybe one, Uh I just, it was just little by little, I became really delighted in who he was and really felt just so loved by him as a child. Oh, And so... I think that's, How does that
1: make you forget yourself? When you fall in love with Jesus, how does that make you be less me-focused?
0: <laughs> He's so much more interesting, ah. you know? He just, like, he always surprises us and delights us. And I think when I go in, and I still struggle sometimes, I go into my prayers. I'm going to, you know, do my reading in numbers today. This, is yeah. kind of my, this morning, yeah. I'm like, Lord, just get me out of the project mode. You oh, know, just out yeah. of that checking off, like okay, I've got stuff to do, and Lord, please bless my plan, and that kind of so thing. So you're a doer. Yes.
1: Not as much of a beer. Right. Uh-huh. I'm not much of a feeler.
0: Hmm. Oh, for better and worse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But,
0: um, yeah, so that's my tendency, my my default would be to, yeah, let's control things. Huh. Let's, let, I want to control my day, I want to control what my kids are Well, because are then doing you don't have and... to
1: do the unexpected or be fearful. Right. Right.
0: Cause and there's fear when you're not in control. There's lots of fear when you're not in control. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So getting to know Jesus character yeah. and his faithfulness that puts some of that fear to rest.
0: Yes. Well, you see how much I mean God's love. I mean it says, you know, that his perfect love casts out fear, right? And so if I focus on his love and I think, you know, I don't have to worry about this. In fact, he's actually told me not to worry about huh. this specifically. It's not a And if you, you know, do, you're kind of doubting. Like, yes. What he you, said. Yeah, it's like do I have faith or do I have right. fear and um and just retracing, I mean, thousands of years, we have stories of right. him being faithful and loving and Israelites and that's complaining. And that's
1: why he made the Israelites repeat yes. about his faithfulness over and over because yes. we're, we we we're bad remembers. We are. We're bad remembers and we need to be reminded a lot. Right, right. Why we should trust God.
0: And every day.
1: Every day. Letting letting
0: that truth wash over is, is a, I would say that's a discipline. Huh. You know, to, to get up and force myself. Right, it's myself a choice. To it's say, a choice. Yeah. And if
1: you are a feeler like me, then you'll say like, I don't feel like it. Sure. Well, then you just need to make a choice to be in a plan, and you know, yeah. and that's also you know a little bit of a ditch you can fall in. So, sure. So speaking of the choice, how did God continue to mature you in the area of like giving up control yeah. and in turn that anger and that fear, yeah. and as you had like um, your next two kids?
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, Elliot was three when Abigail came along. Abigail was three and a half when Sam came along. And I was thinking through this, um, just th- how different uh, my kids are, how they just, I mean, they, they had different sleep needs and they had huh. different food preferences and uh-huh. they had different energy levels. Or they,
1: the other two, were any of them, either of them easier? Then, um, or maybe you were just different. Elliot was really expect-
0: intense. He's always been so intense. And I really felt like early on the Lord put on my heart not to break that intensity, but to really challenge. Huh. Cha- excuse me, channel, channel it. it. Yeah. And so people would ask him. He was like so, um, he was like overstimulated. You know, lights and sound and all this oh, stuff. Wow. It was just like he couldn't chill out because he was so captive. Oh. You know, he was just like everything, everything processing just, all the yeah. time. It was like my right. brain was going all the right. time. And then Abigail was super chill but um she had she has this my husband and I say she's our um um our iceberg cuz there's so much going on under the surface oh, really? and so she she's like you- really chill and then you know like she just has the, she just kind of like hunkers down And if if it's a positive, you know, she'll just swallow her fear and just go for it. Oh, wow. And if it's a negative, you're like, okay, you're saying yes, you're agreeing with me, but I can tell your heart is not on board. Oh, that's so difficult. So it was really different. And because Elliot really wanted to please us, and Abigail was not as much wanting to please. And And again, Sam. Yeah. And then Sam is, um, he was terrifying because he was this fearless climber and just would jump off of anything and just ride his scooter down the stairs and (laughs) wanted
1: to keep him alive. I just
0: wanted to keep him alive. Exactly. Yes. And so, um, I remember Elisa Turkhurst had said, um, I read somewhere along the way, I think when Abigail was little and Sam was a baby um, she was talking about relating to your kids and, well, anybody really, if you're having a disagreement. Do yeah. I want to be right more than I want the relationship? Oh, wow, that's a hard one. It was huge for me though, because then all these conversations I was having trying to channel my kids into, you know, is this a sin issue? Was the question I had to keep asking myself it, Is it okay for them to wear these clothes and uh-huh. their hair like this? Yeah. And, you know, Or do you know is it a sin issue is it something going on in their heart Um, and and so then that was really pivotal as well to like God maturing me and how I address them not complying with what I want right and me going okay well sometimes I have to give I have to give a little bit more freedom because it's not if they're not not sinning they're just being creative right.
1: It's or hard. like they wanted
0: to climb outside the jungle gym, you know what I mean? Or like the yeah. the playground equipment. Yeah. I had so many moms say, "I can't believe you let your kids do that." And I thought, this is something I feel like they need to do. If yeah. they break their arm, it's okay. Yeah. But if I squash them, yeah, it's not okay. Right. And I'm going to say no to things. Right. You yeah. Because you're going to take of care thing. of them. Yeah. Yes. But they
1: do need to take so first. figuring yeah. out the yes and no. Yeah. yeah. So. What was Barrett, you know what was you talked about him a little bit yeah what was his role um or his part in all of this and did your relationship change you know he had yeah. trust your intuition yes. and <laughs> as you had you know did did your relationship change as you started yeah. to delight yeah he
0: um yeah he always was just you know thinking gosh this is this is intuitive you just love uh, the kid and let them be who they are okay and I remember one time he came from for work because I was full time at home then. And he came home from work and I had, you know, cleaned the house and, and whoever, I don't remember if it was just one kid or two yeah. at that point. And we had, you know, we were all put together and it was soft music and dinner. Wow. And he, I mean, to me, that was like the pinnacle I have, yeah. you know, I have he, achieved. he was like, homemaking. I, yes, yes. I was like, I got an A today. Yeah. And he was like, I don't need this. I just want you to be happy oh, wow. and the kids to be happy. And I read about that time there was this survey done on what husbands wanted. And oh, that's what overwhelming, they wanted. No, it was overwhelming. Like So that situation happened. And then overwhelming, the answer was, I just want my wife to be kind to me. Oh, wow. And it was so freeing. And so then Barrett actually delighted. If he came in and I was a mess doing a project with the kids uh-huh. and there was you know, lights on everywhere because we had been using every room yeah. and we were all happy. He, had, he just,
1: his love tank just filled up. Oh, wow. It was really Our husbands do say things me. like that because yeah. we do have these kind of culture, cultural mores. You know, yes. like, oh, it needs to look like this. We need to be put together. You yes. need to have a nice <laughs> hot meal and the house needs to be clean.
0: The house needs to be, yeah, a certain kind of quiet, put-together yeah. cadence under yeah. control. And it's right.
1: like, who cares
0: if it's, you know, uh. if you guys are happy and you're doing something together, that delights me. Wow. And so figuring that out was also really freeing. Yeah. And just to kind of think like, he wants me to be kind to him. He doesn't care if the laundry's done when huh. he gets home at whatever that time. respect is yeah. huge.
1: Yes. Yes. Re- admiration and respect. is yes. Huge for husbands. Yes. I think so too.
0: Huh. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah. So that changed, uh-huh. I would say for the better for us, um, learning that kind of the hard way you know yeah like there again like where's my a right (laughs) it's like hey there's not a report card so that
1: could have been kind of hurtful at first like i don't need this yes but then when he explained it but then yeah you understood that oh your normal self being yourself is okay
0: being yourself and not having everything put together is okay yeah
1: so you talked about a little earlier about the influence of some other christian women on your life so um you tell me like how important it was for you to have those other Christian women speaking to you know into your life at this stage and why why Uh was it and how is that this is that the same now
0: yes um the women have changed um and uh, one of the best things, in terms of like how I kind of look at my relationships with women now, uh, my neighbor several years ago had said, and she's moved away, but she was this older godly lady, and we were just sad that we didn't get more time to spend together. Just uh-huh. it was just so enjoyable, and she said it's just God giving us a taste of heaven. Oh, sweet. And so to give my 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 relationships with other women that that freedom to breathe, uh-huh. you know, has has yeah. been. Um, a wonderful gift to kind of look at it like that. But, yeah, at that time, so going from, like, basically no community of women when Ellie yeah. was first born and then having the young moms to get together with play dates. I it's mean, again, giving. it's so huge. I yeah. mean, I would rather f- forego eating
1: all day than to forego, you right. know, getting and together people that don't women. know they're missing it, they yes. don't know how life-giving it's it is. It's
0: so life-giving. And meeting in the park and having your yeah. kids kind of get to know each other um, was... I mean, some of those friendships still. the the kids still gravitate towards those friendships. It was really bonding time, yeah, um, for me with um, sweet friendships. And you're just sharing, you know, hey, this thing didn't work, right. or can you pray for me? And you're this? not necessarily going
1: through a Bible study. You're just right. hanging out and doing right. life.
0: There was a Bible study. I remember one of my kids, cornerstone. One of my kids had turned one, and I remember coming in that day and just celebrating that we had made it because to one. Yes, to one. Because we, oh, it must have been Elliot, because we were just, felt like we were still kind of bumbling around, and there were older women in there who just thought that was hilarious and wonderful, and just all the things, I guess I've always kind of gravitated towards older women. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm not at all embarrassed to go up to, yeah. well, I asked you, yeah. even. and I'm like, uh-huh. can you just mentor me? Yeah. Can we just meet yeah. and glean some ideas from you, because you're the next chapter and you love Jesus, yeah. and... You know, what a can little I? farther ahead. Yes, just yeah. a little farther ahead. And so, um, yes, the, the older women community still to this day, I meet once a week with um, women from our school district and we pray for the teachers and oh, for wow. the administrators and the coaches mm-hmm. and everything. That's powerful. It's huge. It's just really huge to see God at work and to see, to have older women kind of speak into hey, this is a phase, or mm. my child came through this, and here's how I prayed through that. Or Women how need women. They really that. need yes. women.
1: So have you found yes. yourself doing that for other younger women, though?
0: Not naturally. It's not, I mean, to me, naturally. But what's really cool is that so many times, God has put these things in my lap, and so... There are college women that are regularly in our lives, and in fact, one of them challenged me recently. And she was asking me about what Bible verse I was memorizing because I had been leading a D group, yeah, uh, a group of college, yes, a group of college girls and discipling. And I had kept saying, "Oh, we got to memorize scripture. Mm. We got to, you know, store up that." treasure God's word in her heart and so yeah. she asked me and I wasn't memorizing anything then wow. and it was I was going through a hard time and I was like oh she's absolutely right yeah if I'm trying to just muster up what I remember from you know last week's sermon or whatever right it's gonna be a lot harder right so um I do try to respond to that and and pass that on to that encouragement to other moms uh-huh. and to college women I mean I've I've walked with jesus a long time and i i can tell about his faithfulness and my mistakes right and that's (laughs) what
1: we're asked to do we're asked to be witnesses yes you know and so if we just bring along other women alongside of us that's exactly what we're supposed to do that's what titus two says you know teach the younger women to love their husbands and be busy at home and do all these things that he designed us to do and how did you do it in your life you know what i mean that's really all he asks us to do so um if women today that are listening don't feel like they have any women in their life yeah. like you did, you felt like that, yeah. you know, when you first had Elliot, um, that they can talk to or hang out with, where should they start and how can they establish those? Other than like uh, like social media. Social media. yeah. So I didn't have social media right. um,
0: at that time, but actually when I was reading through this question earlier and thinking about it, there was a hugely pivotal prayer that was answered for Barrett and me when we were first married. And um we just really poured out our hearts asking God to give him some Christian men in his life, hmm. some friends. And God just opened the floodgates. Oh wow. And so, um anyway that why I did would you for that for him and not you? You know, I was just thinking that. I don't know. Huh. I, I don't know if that was at a time when maybe I had started connecting with women. Okay. You know, in my mind it's so fuzzy. Right um, oh. what what the timing of right. it was. But I right. remember really specifically asking the Lord for that. And he did answer that. And so I would say, yeah, just, you know, pour out your heart. Ask the Lord to bring women into your life. And know that he will, because he's continued to bring people into my life.
1: And he wants to do that for you. He wants
0: to do that. And then I would say, secondly, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I just go up and I just ask an older woman, huh? will you mentor me? Will you meet with me? Yeah. Now,
1: as an older woman, I'm super flattered by that. I'm never like, oh, (laughs) seriously, (laughs) never. I love that. I love that. It's flattering. Well, it's been such
0: a blessing to me to, I mean, you and I met regularly and then there've been a handful of other women. And then sometimes it'll be just one time, you know, like I'll just, or I asked Sarah day a few summers ago to lead a Bible study with me. And, um, it was wonderful. And God really blessed that time. And, um, and nobody feels like they have time. Everybody feels like they're busy. Uh-huh. But I think this is a really honoring thing to ask the Lord. Right. And so then he goes before us and makes right. that time.
1: You know what I mean? Well, and then if you create some margins in your schedule. Yes. Where you have, like, if somebody calls and says, hey, could you meet for coffee? Or then you say, actually, yeah, I can. Yeah. I think that's really good to not be too busy. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. very much agree with that. It's it's a hard um it's a hard
0: balance. Right. But so
1: as uh you know, like a gender boost as someone an yes. extroverted, yes. it's okay to go up to someone and say like, Hey, you wanna be in like a mom's <laughs> yeah. group? That's not right. weird. I mean it might be perceived as weird. But,
0: but it might it be so life giving wonderful
1: for you. <laughs> yes. So we have to say that's a good thing. Yeah. It's also okay for you as a um someone looking for community as mm-hmm. an older mom, like To go to another mom. You see walking in the direction that you're walking. That's also okay. And so, and it's also okay for me to say like, hey, Leanne, how are you doing? You know, with this transition to the job thing, I've done it. you want to meet? That's also okay for me.
0: And stopping and talking in Target for 30 minutes. Right. (laughs) Right.
1: And blocking the aisle so no one can get through it. Exactly. So, yeah, because I think we're so timid that we think we don't want to bother people. Yeah. But people really are loved, especially women. They need other women. They're loved and they need to be nurtured. They are loved by being pursued, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I think that's really good advice. So, um... What's one thing, if you could leave a mom who's, let's say, kind of struggling with fear or maybe yeah. wanting to control, yeah. um, what's one either piece of advice or passage of scripture that God has impressed upon you strongly, especially yeah. during that time where you were there? Yes, yes.
0: Um, so there were some verses that came to mind um, that were really, you know, it's just like tools in my tool belt at that time. And that came from spending time with the Lord. And, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm going to grab this tool. I'm going to put this in my tool belt. But um, one that kind of is an umbrella um, uh, verse that I would say um, that just over and over again just kept coming to my mind was, um, is Lamentations 219. And it says, Mm -hmm. pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Lift up your hands to him for the lives of your children. And when I memorized it, it actually was... Yeah. pour out your heart like water for the lives of your young children was the version that I memorized. Wow. So, it was so huge. I mean, there's this visual. And I think now I have kids that are gone from me a lot, uh-huh. and there's a lot of temptation to fear. Who are they hanging out with? What are they doing? Yeah. And are they you know, on their devices too much? Are they yeah. you know, taking up bad habits or whatever? And it's just become really, again, I mean, I guess it never was in the background, pray for your kids. But right. now, gosh, I've got to keep pouring out my heart oh, wow. like water before the Lord. God, I don't know. You are in control. I'm not uh-huh. in control. That's a lie <laughs> if I think I right. am. And now it's not so much, I mean, there is still, like, you need to brush your teeth. But there's right. also, hey, what friends are you choosing? Uh-huh. Tell me about their character. Yeah. That kind of thing. And um, and so there's that temptation to fear and want to be controlling and want right. to, you know, shut down bad stuff or whatever. Right. And to just pour out my heart like water before the Lord is to me just
1: again—it's such a visual. Pour your heart like water. I love that. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I've ever recognized that verse as being kind of about parenting.
0: Well, you know, for yeah, yeah you're pouring it out for your children, and yeah. so just to think—this um, one I've got it right here in the New Living. It says pleading for your children. The huh. New Living Test or New Living yeah. Translation is a little bit more conversational. Yeah. And so wow,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's almost like we need to pour out our hearts toward God, you know, yes. for our children. And then we also need to be talking to our children a lot. Yes. Because we aren't in control, we can't be in control, but we can talk to them about what's going on in their lives. Right, right. So, wow, excellent, yeah. excellent verse. So, would you like to pray for the women yeah. listening today who are feeling maybe fearful or helpless or maybe even like a failure, like I can't do this thing, like you were feeling? Yes, failing. totally. You relate know, to that. and um, encourage them to firmly base their identity in Jesus. We say that, but it's really, really hard to do. Yes,
0: and it's it's a daily temptation to. Look up and and to see everything to that we need to base our identity on, like our house and our appearance and yes, what we're eating or what group we're running with, or right? <laughs> what our children yes. are acting like, yes. And that is definitely not what Jesus says has laid on our hearts for sure. Um, I would love to pray. Okay, why don't you do that? Okay. Um, Lord God, you know that um, my words are small and um, just filled with um my own missteps but your words um are perfect they are true they're life-giving um they're simple they they can be understood even by our little ones and um and they penetrate so deep into our heart and i just pray that the women who are listening today who are struggling with anger or feelings of being a failure um anything that um the devil would want to use to discourage i just pray that You will meet them in this very moment that they will hear um, and feel and know that your heart is not um, any of those things. It's not condemning. There's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus and uh, your perfect love casts out fear and you work all things together for our good. And I just pray, Lord, that the women who are feeling um, down and and discouraged um, just to to look to you um, Lord, I know that when I saturate my mind and my thoughts and my activities on who you are and your faithfulness, my fears and my thoughts about myself and my family and my occupation, whatever those negative things are, they take a rightful place in the the bottom of um, the list of things and, and it just fills up with you and your goodness and how many thousands of years you have continued to be good even in the midst of our failures and our insecurities. And I just thank you, Lord, for Tori and the work that she's doing to bring these words of truth to us. And um, thank you for Cornerstone and for the community that it offers to women who are seeking to love you and obey you. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks so much for coming. And that's just a lot of wisdom there and a lot of truth, solid truth, the women need to listen to and believe. Yes. So thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?